Hey you guys, welcome to Everything Real Housewives. Today we're going to talk about everything Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and everything that's going on with Erica Jane, with Tom Girardi, and the whole wildness of this season. Um, now before we get started, of course, like the video if you enjoy the content um, and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any of my recaps of any of the Real Housewives franchises, whether it's New York, whether it's Potomac, I dish it out on all of it. So let's get right into it. So before we get into a recap of the episode, let me just start by saying Erica Jane now has a lawsuit against her for $25 million. Now, this is crazy. Obviously, what's going on is that they know that Tom has stolen the funds, first of all. So that's nothing new. We all know it. It's true. Um, but now they're trying to find a way to recoup some of the funds, obviously, to pay out the victims. And first of all, the company has gone bankrupt. Tom, I believe, has also declared personal bankruptcy. And so they've hired sort of this consultant. Um, I believe his name is Ronald Richards something like that. Anyhow, he's a lawyer who has been very vocal in past cases. He's dealt in kind of like a lot of celebrity law and that sort of thing. But he's the one that's, you know, slapping the lawsuit on Erica Jane for $25 million. And she's appealing it because she believes, you know, that he's been harassing her, I guess, just through social media. I mean, he's a pretty vocal person on social media, but the judge dismissed him and said, no, we're going to allow him to pursue this amount um, for the victims. So that's first and foremost. The second juicy thing that's going on in terms of storylines of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is that apparently... Erica's been following along with the season just like we are and she's realized that apparently everyone except for Lisa Rinna according to her is two-faced and so she's furious with Kyle. Um, Lisa is the only one she's talking with and so I think this reunion is going to be absolutely explosive. <laughs> um, it's going to be crazy. We're going to see how it all goes down obviously soon. We're getting near the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. So now we are in season and what's happened this last episode? Let me just recap a little bit. So they're at Kathy Hilton's dinner party. And again, this dinner party is absolutely insane. It's so beautiful. Um, but they're in the midst of this crazy fight from the last episode. And so we see that Erica <laughs> basically is chomping off Sonnen's head. She's not happy with Sonnen because Sonnen's called her a liar. She doesn't believe that Tom had a head injury from the car accident and she's just not buying any of the timelines that are going on um, in terms of Erica's stories. And so Erica basically threatens to sue Sonnen, okay? for um, basically just her, you know, expressing her viewpoints on what's going on. Um, and it's interesting because she's not necessarily saying she's going to sue Sutton, um, but she seems to be alleging that it's going to be Tom who would sue Sutton. And so, first of all, that was like my first red flag. First thought, 
Erica doesn't have any money, <laughs> okay? So I don't think she can pursue um, a lawsuit outside of all of her other legal troubles. And second of all, my thought was, okay, even if Tom, who's apparently bankrupt, has no money, um, even if you were trying to pursue this lawsuit, that basically says that she's in major communication with Tom, that she's still kind of wielding Tom in terms of, you know, having influence over him, and that the relationship between the two of them is, I guess, strong enough for that to happen. I don't know what you think, but that was kind of my interpretation of that. It was just the fact that, okay, so you and Tom are cool enough that you could advise Tom to sue Sutton based on, you know, this kind of frivolous line she threw out. Alright, so that's first, and the whole time it's killing me because there's literally Kathy's staff, like this French butler standing around just like completely aghast. I'm sure that Kathy Hilton's dinner desk, typical dinner guests, don't exactly operate in the same way as Erica. <laughs> I don't think there's crass, having as many fights at the dinner table, so that was killing me in the beginning. But Erica has just turned into this venomous snake. She's so scary. She's coming out with all of these one-liners that I'm sure we'll see in all of the memes. Um, but she's like, you call me a liar again and I'm coming for you. I see Kathy. She's just super uncertain as to what to do as the host in this situation. <laughs> she And then Erica's like, don't push me unless you're ready to get pushed back on. I'm promising you it's a promise, not a threat. It was just like wild. <laughs> so I know Erica's pissed, but at the same time, I feel like, oh, she needs to kind of maintain her composure a little bit because people are watching this. And I'm not just talking about typical Housewives viewers. I mean, people are watching this. Okay, so I'm a little worried for her, but clearly she's defensive, you know, kind of leads me to believe that if she's this defensive, that there might be some truth to what Sutton is saying. So we'll see, but basically Sutton obviously rushes away from the dinner table. She's super scared. I would be too. Erica's terrifying when she's angry, and she basically leaves the dinner party and, you know, is crying. And so Kyle comes out, Kathy comes out, um, and they just kind of like, you know, try and comfort her. But I was reading, apparently this is the moment where Sutton actually considered to leave the season, leave the franchise, and quit um, at this moment because she was so afraid of, you know, Erica and having a lawsuit looming over you whether or not it would actually succeed in Erica's favor, which I don't think it would, obviously creates a ton of stress in your life and you don't really want to be associated with that. So the interesting thing about this scene was obviously, you know, Kyle is a little bit on Erica's side, I'd say. At least she's seen that way. Lisa Marina definitely is, as we know. Um, but Crystal kind of came out to be on Erica's side, and I thought that was very interesting in this moment because to me, this kind of behavior is indefensible. Like, she's so rude, Erica. She's so venomous, and I just can't understand how you could defend someone like that. I know she's going through lawn, and if you're her friend, you kind of want to protect her, but her and Crystal, I believe, have literally just met, so... 
I don't get it. It basically concludes with Erica calling Sion a punk ass, and it's just typical Erica fashion. So the next day, Lisa Rinna goes over to Garcelle's house, and it was so funny because Lisa apparently was wasted this entire dinner, and she had absolutely no memory of the conversation or what had gone on at the dinner table, and so obviously Garcelle um, was trying to tell her what was going on, but yeah, I mean, I love Lisa, she's hilarious. And it's so funny, like, unless the editors actually show these scenes of, like, Lisa having 20 cocktails, I feel like, as a viewer, I had absolutely no idea until that moment, so. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, the debriefs are happening, so, of course, Sennon has to meet up with somebody, and she ends up meeting up with Kyle. Now, they go to this, like, stunning auction house, and Kyle and Sutton casually drop thousands of dollars on, like, car shavings. Um, so, the scene started like this, and it's, like, a very fancy auction house, mind you. So, like, the staff are there witnessing this whole conversation. But, basically, um, Kyle calls Sutton two-faced, which, again, is so ironic because the fact is that Sennin is the one that is actually bringing her, you know, worries and questions to light to Erica and directly to her face. And all the other ladies are sitting back at the dinner table or, you know, other scenes and aren't asking any of the questions um, that they've been asking behind her back. So I just found that very ironic that Kyle said that. Um, and obviously it just sets Sonnen off. I feel like Sonnen's a super sensitive person. She's highly emotional and she was already feeling, you know, that like sickening feeling when you're having a fight and obviously a sickening feeling when you feel like you're about to get in trouble legally. Um, and so she's already hypersensitive and so she starts crying in the auction house and is kind of running away from Kyle. And I believe she just kind of like ends up leaving the auction house. Um, but it was so bad because I just, I don't know, I feel like Sonnen's the only one who's being authentic in the whole thing and actually vocalizing the fact that she does have concerns to be around Erica when Erica's going through a very, very public and very, very bad legal situation having to do with Tom embezzling money. And not a small amount of money. This is millions and millions of dollars over a very long time. So, I don't blame her. But the thing is, um, is that the ladies may not be saying anything, but their husbands definitely are. So, Dorit and PK have a little date night. They look very cute. She has a little caviar and deviled eggs. Um, and PK was basically saying to um, Dorit that he doesn't necessarily feel sorry for Erica. Um, he brings up, you know, if you've been following Erica on Instagram, she has all of these crazy posts of basically her posing in like lingerie as she was trying to promote Agent Provocateur at the time but the captions are just wild. They're very raunchy. I'm not going to say them here. You can go on the Instagram and probably still see these posts. Um, but she's posting this amidst like when everything is actually breaking 
and when you know the serious accusations are coming out against Erica, obviously in connection with Tom. Okay, so it looks really, really bad. It basically gives the impression that she absolutely does not care um, about the victims. She's not taking these allegations seriously, and she's just moving on with life and actually creating kind of antagonistic um, captions. And to me, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, where's your mind at when you're doing this? Like, everything you're doing is public and is basically subject to scrutiny and I just it's not a good luck it just courts aren't gonna like that in my opinion and PK brings up the other point that amidst all of this drama apparently Tom has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's who knows how accurate that is I'm not gonna pretend that I'm in the medical field and not gonna pretend that I you know I've done any kind of assessment of him but it is a little peculiar that they're blaming everything on this recent onset of Alzheimer's when, again, like PK said, this stuff has been going on forever. It's been going on for a long, long time. Tom has been taking money from victims for years and years. And so even if he's developed Alzheimer's recently, I don't think he had it 20 years ago. So I'm just going to say that. And in the wise words of PK, Erica, it's not a good look for you to have your legs in the air, okay? <laughs> um, but the episode kind of ends off where Garcelle is hosting this Haitian dinner. It was actually very nice. Um, she has, like, all of, her, like, her cultural food and is trying to, like, express her culture through this event to the ladies, and I thought it was really nice to see um, but I'd just like to mention that as the ladies are obviously getting prepared and ready to go to this dinner party, that Erica absolutely has two members of her glam squad working on her simultaneously as she has her hair and makeup going on. And again, I'd just like to say how ironic it is that she has absolutely no wherewithal or, I guess, you know, self-consciousness about having glam on national TV when she's going through and is saying, woe is me, I have no money, I'm living so poorly, watch me clean my fridge. Okay, so I'm just going to leave that there, see what you think. <laughs> um, but the ladies show up to the dinner party at Garcelle's house, and the last person to show up is actually sudden, and let me just say the tension was a lot. It was so awkward. You could tell everyone was uncomfortable. Um, so I already was worried when they're like walking into this situation. Um, but really, not too much drama happened at the dinner table. Erica basically just ignored Sunin the whole time when Sunin was and Kyle were talking about the stupid thing where when they Sutton and Kyle were at the auction house, um, Sutton basically referred to Kyle as her friend in air quotes. And they were just, you know, kind of resolving this silly little thing that was going on. And Erica's just there at the dinner table, just scrolling on her phone. She's talking about how she's reading the New York Times. And I was just like, LOL, I bet the New York Times article you're reading is about yourself or your husband. Um, 
so there was that. They didn't really get into an altercation, Erica and Sonnen, at all at the dinner table, which was honestly okay for me. I mean, there's been a lot of altercations between the two of them so far, and I feel like Sonnen was on the edge, so for her mental health, I was happy about it. For the drama, I was expecting a little bit more, um, but it's fine. We can leave it at that. But when Erica finally gets up to leave and like half of the dinner party basically left at the same time, obviously there was a little debrief that happened, you know, and Senin was basically saying that, you know, if anyone should apologize, it's Erica. And basically it was Crystal who brought up the fact that she had done something with Erica and was chatting with her and that Erica said she would absolutely not apologize to Sutton, that she would, you know, definitely, like, not pursue this friendship with Sutton, and honestly, yeah, like, I think Sutton's probably burned Erica, Erica's burned Sutton, they're not getting along, they're definitely not moving forward, like, let's not have any fakeness about it, it's just not happening, they're not going to forge a friendship, they might be cordial, seems like they got through that dinner okay, but they're definitely not going to be friends, and I think that's fair, like, like, let's not force it, Kyle, so, good, I mean, that's what it is, um, but next week's episode looks even more crazy, there's a scene where Erica is just sitting on the couch, basically just in one breath, notes off that Tom's house got burglarized, that he had eye surgery, that he rolled his car like five times. Um, okay, this is crazy. I don't know what's happening, but in my opinion, yes, I think that Erica and Tom are absolutely in cahoots. I think she's absolutely communicating with his PR and lawyers to see how she can best represent Tom and get him out unscathed. I mean, the woman was married to him for 20 years, and their relationship might not have been romantic the whole time, <laughs> if at all, but they were definitely in a business partnership in terms of their marriage. So, yeah, I think it's in her best interest that she works with his lawyers to try and represent this story appropriately, and, you know, I think that's what she's doing. That's my take, though. I can't confirm, but that's how I feel. Um, obviously, PK and Mauricio have a little chat about it. They bring up the fact that they believe she's being controlled by Tom. I totally agree with that. That's what I mean by that. So, um, yeah, there's been a lot of lies over the past, and it's nothing new for Erica to... Misconstrue, misconstrue the truth, so we'll see what happens, but this season is just not letting up, and I'm really enjoying it. So if you liked this week's recap, make sure you like the video on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, and I'll be back soon to chat some more. Bye guys!